Hello and welcome to The Fierce Life with your host, that's me, Conceda Thomas. And in today's show, we are going to continue our theme of talking about food and figure-friendly eating this January. Um, and we're going to talk about how to consistently enjoy fast, figure-friendly meals. Get this though, without relying on takeout. What? Yes, it's actually possible. Fast and figure-friendly without relying on takeout. And to go deeper into this topic today, I have brought on a friend and guest expert, Chef Ashley Shep. So you're probably going to want to get out a pen and a paper for this episode. Go ahead, jam out to the show tunes, and I will meet you on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to make sure that you knew that the doors to get it off, keep it off coaching, the January 2019 round are still open, but it will not be for long. They are slowly closing shut. And it's important that you not get left on the other side of the closed doors if you want it in. So if you have been desiring a very simple but yet customizable six-week experience that would set you up to get the results that you crave, but to finally do it in a way that does not backfire on you, in a way that sets you up to keep getting results when the program is over, as well as keep those results for the long term. This is your opportunity, but the doors are closing. Do not miss out. Head over to getitoffkeepitoffcoaching.com to get the details and to get your spot in this round of Get It Off, Keep It Off. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 84, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to Chef Ashley Shep, and she's going to help us get our entire life right. Well, the part that has to do with cooking dinner really quickly, and it's still being figure-friendly without dialing up the local whatever spot that we normally order from. So, Let's get into it. But before we do, Chef Ashley Shep, can you please introduce yourself to my fierce friends and tell us who you are and what you do? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much, Conceda, for having me on today. As you've already said, I am Chef Ashley Shep, and I am a personal chef and mealtime strategist, and I help busy moms get dinner done faster without having to order takeout. And so I really like to focus on giving alternatives and not just thinking, oh, I need to roll through that drive-through every time we get hungry. <laughs> right. <laughs> every time. Right. Every time. <laughs> awesome. So why do you think we do that, um, Chef Ashley Chef? Like, why, why, why do we do that? Like, what's stopping us from cooking at home more often? Well, there's a couple different reasons. And, and first of all, let me give a disclaimer. I'm, I'm not here to say you need to cook every single day of your life because that's unrealistic. Um, I know a lot of us had moms or grandmas who used to make breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it would be ready when you got home and all that jazz every single day. And nowadays, a lot of us are working outside of the home. Um, We don't always have time to do that. So there's ways that you can make meals ahead of time so that way you can still eat at home most days a week without um, having to go through the drive-thru. But there are a couple of reasons that I see in a lot of my clients, and the biggest one is time. 
Um, I know that for working moms or even people who are in school, things like that, time is not on your side. And so a lot of times you're like, oh, it's just faster for me to roll through Chick-fil-A or it's faster for me to get Uber Eats because I don't have time to go to the grocery store. I don't have time to meal plan, to meal prep, things like that. And that's really a myth. It's really about how you budget your time and how you schedule your time out. So, um, oh, go ahead. No, no, you keep going. (laughs) Um, And so time would be the biggest factor. That's the thing I hear most often. Um, And then also planning. Um, For me, I'm calling myself a reformed procrastinator because I'm recovering and coming out of that. (laughs) And um, it's, it's lack of planning. So if you... If you're working, you don't get off work till six o'clock. And at that point, or you might not get home till six o'clock. At that point, you're starving. You don't want to think about what are we going to have for dinner? And your kids are like, mom, what's for dinner? And you're like, I don't know. And now you have an attitude with them because they just want to know what we're eating for dinner. And (laughs) it becomes, then you get mad at them. um, And they're just like, okay, I just want to know what we're eating. And it becomes because of lack of planning. So if you're getting off work at five or six or whatever, then you got to go to the grocery store then you got to figure out what you're eating while you're at the grocery store, which is terrible because you end up getting a bunch of junk you probably wouldn't normally get. Um, and then you get home and then you still have to cook all the food. At that point, you're exhausted. Yeah, it's pretty much a done deal. <laughs> right, like, yeah. And so that kind of leads into the next point of lack of ideas. A lot of times people are like, oh, well, I don't know what to make or I don't know what to cook or we have the same thing over and over and over. And a lot of times um, we have the ideas. We just are overloaded with ideas. Um, If you're out there Uh, listening, think to yourself, do you already have a Pinterest board full of 50 million recipes you're going to make, 50 million home designs that you're like, oh, I'm going to make my house look like this. And we have all the ideas. It's just we pin them and we save them for later. And then we never actually um, get from the plan to the plate. It's just a plan. It's just an idea. And we never actually pin it down. Wow. I like that. From the plan to the plate. Girl, you have lots <laughs> of framework. See, fierce friends. <laughs> bring on the fierces to the podcast. Did you hear her? Rhymes and, temp- rhymes and frameworks. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you're telling us that we need fewer ideas and we need to execute better on the ideas we have and, and prep a little bit better so that it doesn't take us all day to do it. Got it. Right. Yes. Okay. So like, what, so what can we do? Like, what is it that we can do to, well, before we even get to making it fast, what about our fierce friends who do cook? Like I have met plenty of women who you know, I'm down here in Texas. I know you're not down here, but I'm down here in mm-hmm. Texas. And I meet plenty of women, even working women, who cook all the time, but it is not healthy. Like, what do you think stops us from those of us that actually do cook? We're spending time. We're in the grocery store. We're in the kitchen. But the meal is by far not figure friendly. Like, what do you think mm-hmm. the barriers are to that? Um, for that, I think it's lack of knowledge. Um, for example, I'm, I'm from South Carolina. I'm in Georgia right now. And like, especially in like the African-American community and the Latino community, a lot of times, or even just if you live in the South, regardless of what race you are, all of our food is deep fried or smothered or covered or whatever. And I, I think it might be like that sometimes in Texas. Yes. Well. <laughs> um, or like the portion sizes are huge. 
And so when you go out and you're eating, you're eating those things and it's kind of conditioning your brain to think that's how I need to expect to eat at home. And now a break, four words from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Get It Off, Keep It Off coaching program. This six week experience is set up to not only help you get results, but to create the habits that will keep the results coming long after the program is over. To get the details about what's included in the program, as well as when our next cycle of Get It Off, Keep It Off begins, head over to Get It Off, Keep It Off Coaching.com. When, okay. Yeah, like when really the portion sizes that you get at most restaurants are two or three times the amounts that are really what your body needs. So um, part of that is that we are looking to outside examples of, okay, what's the expectation for what I should eat? So one thing I've started doing, because I'm on a fitness journey as well, um, is to use smaller plates. And I know that's something you probably tell your um, your first friends as well, is to use smaller plates because usually you eat with your eyes. And so if you are able to see like, oh, my plate's full, it's to the brim. If it's a smaller plate, you still mentally feel like you're getting that satisfaction, even if um, you're eating less food because it's a smaller plate. That's um, true. Yeah. That's an amazing, yeah, that's, that's a hack. That's true. Especially those of us who were reared to always clean our plate because yes. if we didn't, yes. we were somehow, it was somehow an affront to the starving kids in Africa who would not be any more full if we ate, ate all of our food, but I don't even know how that connection came. But. Right. And they don't always want the food we have anyway. So like, that's an insult no. to them too. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. And that, that's another thing. They don't want your pork chops. No, they don't. Right. They don't want that. <laughs> and yeah, like, and that's the thing, like, that I also tell some of my clients is that we are conditioned to force our kids to eat certain things, but even as adults, there's foods you don't like and nobody's forcing you to eat them. So why do we do that to our kids? Oh, yeah. Good point. Okay. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's within reason. Obviously, you want them to eat no, their veggies right. and things like that. But you have to really think about the habits that you're setting up for them, which is this is kind of a tangent. But um, one of the other pillars that I stand on is um, creating healthy habits for generations to come. And especially in the African-American and Hispanic community, and really just kids in general, there are very high rates of diabetes and high blood pressure. And a lot of it's because we are deciding to pick quick solutions or we're letting our kids opt out of what we eat for dinner. Um, I know a lot of the moms that I work with, they will give their kids mac and cheese out of a box or they'll let them have chicken nuggets. And I was guilty of this too growing up. I, I would have chicken tenders every place we went, regardless of what was on the menu, because that's just what I liked and that's what I wanted. And I was, and I was fine with it. And part of that is why I was overweight as a kid, because I didn't really eat too, too much vegetables when we went out to eat. Um, and so whatever habits that we make for our kids are things that they're going to grow up for a lifetime. So if it, if you're setting the, the bar and setting the standards of, okay, this is what we're eating. This is, these are your options. I'm not making you a separate option unless you're allergic or something like that. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But just know that you're just going to have less food in that portion of tonight. And I'm not saying you're going to starve them, but right, right. We can yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> So disclaimer, just disclaimer in case chocolate. Yeah, just again. I just said I need to start. Like, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, get it. We get it. Just My setting up healthy standards. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so you like more than made the case for healthy eating. So now that we're convinced, we still are pressed for time. So like, what can we do to make it fast? Like, what are some of your tricks or hacks? Because I mean, if we're being honest, especially if, it, if you're new to it, and you don't have any tricks or tips to make it fast, like you can legitimately spend an hour and a half trying to make one meal. And that's not even like cleaning up the kitchen afterwards. And so many families, you know, we come home, we, we, well, we get the kids, we come home, there's homework, there's possibly activities, like mm-hmm. there's almost barely enough time to get all of that done well and have a little bit of breathing room before you shower and send them to bed. So like, how can we make this quick? Okay, so I can give you a few of the tips and tricks that I talk about in my Simplify Mealtime Program, which is something I'll get into a little bit more um, later. But um, it, it essentially starts with a plan. So one thing you can do is to look at your week. So let's say from Sunday to Saturday, think about what days are going to be best for you to cook. Mm. And think about what days are going to be best for you to order out. What days do you need to have leftovers? And really, once you start adding those in, it truly only ends up being two to maybe three days a week Mm. that you really have to be worried about dinner. And when you look at it like that, it's a lot less stressful. Um, You can consider to make better choices as opposed to making like, oh, I need to fill all these days with food. Because then that's how you end up throwing away food because you really didn't need to cook it that day. (laughs) Um, And so once you look at those days, then consider what are some family favorites. So maybe you have like Taco Tuesdays or something like that. And then what are some things where maybe pick one recipe from your Pinterest board? Just one, maybe two. (laughs) (laughs) Just pick one or two. Don't try to make five new recipes a week because you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because that's, that's unrealistic to go from zero to five. So pick one of those to fill in. So then you already have two nights covered. And then get your family involved. Ask them what are some things that you guys have liked that we've done before? Or what's something you want to try? Excuse me. And then you've got your three meals for the week. Got it. Okay. And then so much sense. (laughs) Yeah. And then once you get your plan down, that can take all of about 10 minutes once you kind of figure out what it is you want to eat. Um, Then you want to use things like um, the plan to eat app. And I can give you a link to that for your show notes. But basically, this is something where it takes your ingredients from your recipes. Um, It will create a grocery shopping list for you. And then um, you can put that on your phone. You can set it up to your Google calendar so you can get reminders like, oh, this is what I'm making tonight. Um, You can put in prep notes. For example, if you need to defrost chicken, like I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, I forgot to take the chicken out. (laughs) (laughs) So now I can't make this meal and I got to go pick up something. (laughs) Pizza it is. (laughs) Right. So it will actually give you a little notification um, like, if you put in the prep note, hey, the day before, defrost the chicken. So it's kind of putting safe hold, safeguards in place for you to be successful. Oh, my goodness. I am loving this. I thought I did pretty well, but I do not use a plan to eat app. And nobody reminds me to take out the chicken. So, okay. Thanks and to then, learn here. Then you're salty. Awesome. So then, <laughs> um, okay, so that's the planning side of it. Then for the actual prepping, um, you want to be really strategic about your prep order. So this is something that kind of comes from, I didn't go to culinary school, but um, I just have had culinary experience and things of that, just growing up cooking and um, doing different events. But the concept is that you want to make sure you have your prep order in line. So you want to make sure that you know, okay, I need to do this, this, and this before I do X, Y, and Z, because that's really what slows you down. 
Um, mm. For example, your starches usually take longer to cook. So like the rice, the potatoes, you want to start those first. Mm. Um, your veggies usually are pretty quick. So you would do those towards the end and then your meat would go, your meat or your protein would go in the middle. Wow. Okay. <laughs> order, order matters, mind blowing. <laughs> it so um, And so then you also want to consider, um, to, if, for example, if you were trying to meal prep, and I know that's a phrase that kind of gets some people all like, ah, oh, meal prep, that's for bodybuilders. And I, I really want to work to kind of get rid of that notion because meal prepping can be seasoning some chicken and putting it in the freezer for later. Or it can be making a double batch of spaghetti sauce or something like that. So that way you just have it ahead of time or like making like little bags of um, smoothie packs, like cutting up fruit and just doing it all at the same time. So that way you can just take them out of the freezer, pop them in your blender, and then you're ready to go. Um, and so when you are um, milk prepping, you also want to consider your appliances. So like, for example, I am in love with my pressure cooker, the Instant Pot. Have you heard of that before? Girl, so I was laughing. I didn't want to like come in and talk over you. But when you're talking about the meat first and then, the, I mean, the starch, et cetera, I was thinking, girl, rice takes four minutes in my Instant Pot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay, perfect. And that was going to be my other thing is if you forget to take the chicken out, if you have an Instant Pot, it is safe for you to throw it in there. You can add your sauces, your seasoning, and it's ready to go from frozen in about 20 to 25 minutes. Now, that part I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so you can do chicken breast. Um, you can do bone-in chicken from frozen in about 20 to 25 minutes. You do want to cover it um, with, like, broth or, like, barbecue sauce or some type of liquid so that it can steam and pressurize. But, I mean, that's definitely saved the day many times in my house. Wow. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So speaking of the instant pot, you've given us some amazing ways to just kind of like think about this differently so that it doesn't have to be so time consuming, but like, are there other things that we should have in our kitchen, like to make this work? Like you said, even if plan to eat, sent me the reminder, but mm -hmm. my kid distracted me and I never took out the chicken. If I've got an instant pot, I'm still good. Are there other tools like that? Yeah. So, um, the one that I recommend the most is the Instant Pot, just because it's the most versatile. But, um, of course, you have your classic crock pot, um, your slow cooker. And so mm -hmm. that's great for you if you have prepped your meals ahead of time. So, like, let's say, for example, I eat a lot of soups for lunch. Okay. Um, and my husband doesn't really like them, so I take them for lunch for me, and I'll freeze some of it to have later. So um, what you can do is while you are cooking dinner, put something in the, in the crock pot and let it cook <clears throat> while you are preparing dinner. So that way you have lunch and dinner covered and you don't have to go back in the kitchen to make that later. Mm, okay. Got it. And Double duty. Yeah. And I mean, cause if you're going to be in the kitchen, you might as well be in the kitchen. So at the <laughs> same time, let's say you have something and I don't want to overwhelm people and make them feel like this is too much, but let's say you have something in the crock pot for lunch, the instant pot for dinner, you could have something in the oven or the stove for another night. For example, let's say you were going to cook on Mondays and Tuesdays. Instead right. of going into the kitchen on Tuesday, why not go ahead and make your meal for Monday at the same time that you have it for Tuesday? Got it. Got it. So this is kind of like meal prepping, but like 
I want to say family-friendly, schedule-friendly meal prepping. This is not the five-hour Sunday prep I used to do when I used to buy meals. No, mm-hmm. no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, and and I, I, I kind of go back and forth because I don't want people to feel like it is that just because so many, and it's not the athlete's fault or the bodybuilder's fault or anything. That's not their intention to make people feel like their meal prep has to be perfectly portioned and it has to be weighed out because it doesn't have to be that. Um, I do, when I cook for people in Atlanta, I do family style dinners. And so what that means is nothing is pre-portioned out into individual containers. So it's not something that you could just put in the microwave. It's like all of the meats are together, all of the veggies are together and all of the starches are together. So it takes some of the time out because then when it's dinner time, you can just easily plate everybody's food from that same common container. Kind of like Thanksgiving family style where you might pass around the dishes like that. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like letting, you know, like how nowadays some of the um, stores you can order Thanksgiving from the store and it comes family style, but only this time you get like Chef Ashley Shep to my fierce friends in Atlanta. And there's quite a few of you like look her up (laughs) because you can do, you can do it instead and then that way it's kind of I'm assuming customized like what their family actually likes to eat right yeah so um the way that I do it is I ask for allergies just to make sure to be safe there and then if they are pescatarian or if they are just okay eating whatever um then I customize it to that I try to not release a menu every week because people get stuck in what they think they like Yep. And then it limits you. And that was another thing I wanted to say earlier is that when we go to the grocery store, a lot of times we buy the exact same thing because that's what we've always bought. Not because we actually always like it, but because we think, oh, I had that. So, I, okay, whatever. I'm going to keep getting it because I know about it. But when you do that, you can kind of get, you get bored with the items and it just becomes a, where your mouth isn't having anything fresh. You're not trying new flavors. And so as long as my customers are not allergic to it, um, I try to kind of push the envelope a little bit, nothing too crazy, because I know kids sometimes have simpler palates. But at the same time, whatever you introduce them to is what their level of expectation is going to be. That is so true. I, I totally agree with you there. We are going all on a tangent, but that is okay because this is a, <laughs> it's a conversation. People tune in for the, the real scoop. But right, that's yeah. so true because people are often amazed that my kids eat like salad and broccoli and spinach and collard greens and Mm -hmm. things like that. And they'll ask, how did you get them to eat that? And my initial thought is that's what I fed them when they were born. It's not like I tried to transition them from Cheetos to spinach. That would have probably been problematic, but yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like when they're babies, they always want to eat off your plate anyway. So let's continue that as they get older and they would be eating the same things too. So it's, it's kind of like a, a strange shift that happens. And I think because our taste buds change every couple of years, I want to yep. say it's three to seven years. Um, so then there are going to be things that maybe if your kid didn't like it, they might like it now. So it's definitely something you want to try to keep introducing them to new foods. Cool. Well, this has been the good. You've already dropped so much value. I've got one last question and okay. you kind of already hinted toward that. And it's so Common mistakes, right? Because people will, you know how it is, human human nature. They listen to the podcast. They're like, yes, Chef Ashley Shep said, Conceda <laughs> said, too. I'm going to do it. I'm all yeah. going home. Two days later, I can't, I can't, I'm tapping out. So like, right. besides, besides trying to cook five new things at once, like tangent, why meal plans often fail, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. your food. 
But besides that, like, what are some other mistakes that as we are excited to, to do this, that we can look to avoid so that we can actually succeed in this attempt to cook fast, bigger friendly meals from home? Okay. Um, for that, there's, can I give more than one thing? Can I give you a few things? Yeah. Common mistakes. <laughs> okay. Go for okay. it. Like, um, <laughs> So one common mistake is having your mind in the wrong frame of mind. So having your mindset, if you're going into it with the mindset that this is going to be overwhelming and this is going to be another chore, then it is going to be another chore and it's going to be overwhelming. Um, Getting to the point where you are excited about the change and open about the change and saying, okay, this is something I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing it for my family. Like this is something where my kids eating habits are set up and established when they're young and it's going to follow them for the rest of their lives. So this is definitely something that I can get my family involved with. If you have kids that are old enough to scoop out measurements or even like add ingredients to a pan, when it becomes mm-hmm. a whole family situation, then it's the kids get excited. They get into it because naturally kids want to help. They want to know what you're doing. They want to be all up under you once they're younger. And then even as they get older, then it becomes like a, not a chore, but it becomes a, a sense of this is my contribution to the family. Right. So <laughs> when it becomes a family shift, that sets the tone as well. So if you can get your family involved, that's one tip. Um, just like with working out, if you can get an accountability partner or somebody to do it with you, you definitely have a lot more success. True. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know you know all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another tip is trying to do too much. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, team too much. Like pick one thing and then pick things that are familiar to you. So, or somewhat familiar, let me say it that way. Um, For example, if you know your family likes spaghetti, like that's a family staple, they're fine with that. Pick another recipe that has similar ingredients, but that maybe is just prepared differently. Or maybe try to substitute one or two things instead of changing everything. Because then when you're prepping it, you'll already be familiar with the process and you won't be sitting there trying to read a page long recipe with all these different steps that are just too much and you'll have some familiarity with it. Um, so maybe try like an, like an Italian pasta, but maybe switch out something for shrimp or like using a different kind of meat or like Italian sausage. So that way it's like a smoother transition instead of just a night and day change. Oh yeah. I like that. Um, and let's see, I want to pick one more. <laughs> um, okay. Also, if you're doing it from a money saving standpoint, um, for example, like if you are a Dave Ramsey financial piecer like myself where you're trying to save all these coins, you can live, live richer and be debt-free. Um, you want to really consider how much food you're wasting Ooh. and how much <laughs> yeah. you get thrown out. And I think I'm trying to remember the statistic, but it's we end up wasting about 30 or 40% of the food that we buy. And oh. I don't know about you, but I'm like, that's money in the trash. Like. I spent this time making this food and then now I went, I went grocery shopping. I made the food and now it's in the trash. Like nobody ever got to eat it. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> and so that's like the worst to me. Cause not only are you wasting your money, but you're wasting your time. Wow. So would you say like, kind of like how you told us earlier, like maybe don't start out team too much. Don't make it a goal to like, okay, I'm cook five days a week, but really, like you said, cooking that two days a week and seeing like, okay, leftovers and mm-hmm. okay. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, um, really getting a plan before you go to the grocery store. So 
that even starts at home. Um, one thing I suggested to one of my clients who had a teenager is I told her to have him to look in the pantry and look in the, I'm just going to say the stove, look in the fridge and the freezer <laughs> and see, sorry. Look in <laughs> look the stove, the what? <laughs> right, no, that's in the stove. Um, look in the fridge, the freezer, the pantry and see what you already have at home. Shop at home first before you even go to the grocery store. Because a lot of times you already have stuff that you can use and you're buying these things over and over and you're wasting money because by the time you realize you had the first thing, it's expired and oh. you could have, <laughs> and you could have a full meal already. Like, um, I think last week, yeah, last week I made a what's in your pantry situation and did it on Instagram live and just pulled out stuff I had in the fridge. It was like chicken sausage, sun-dried tomatoes, pasta, um, garlic, shrimp and just whatever I had and I just made up a dish like I didn't really have any rhyme or reason I'm just like I like all these flavors they all go together and it worked out like it's it doesn't have to be something where it's so set and I think that's kind of what scares people about cooking is they think they're going to do it wrong and uh, yeah <laughs> true for the most part unless you're baking which is not my forte <laughs> unless you're baking for the most part with food you're not doing it wrong you're just doing it differently than someone else would and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing it's just your personal tastes your personal preferences so awesome well this has been amazing information um these friends I know you've gotten a lot out of this because I consider myself pretty good at this but I definitely got at least four or five nuggets for me so this was oh, amazing so if they want if if our fierce friends want to connect with you beyond the episode where can they find you okay um I am Chef Ashley Shep on all social media platforms. I mainly hang out on Facebook and Instagram because that's, that's where my people are. Um, but I do have Pinterest boards that are separated by different categories, like instant pot recipes or um, slow cooker recipes. So you can definitely check out my boards there. And just chefashleyshep.com. And um, email is just info at chefashleyshep. So any, any of those areas, if you have a question about anything or if you're wanting to know more about meal prep services, if you're in the Atlanta area, or if you really are looking to have a structured plan to simplify mealtime, um, then definitely consider checking out my Simplify Mealtime program, which is just at bit.ly slash Simplify Mealtime program, and it has all the details there. Awesome. Well, this has been great. So fierce friends, you know that after we learn something around here, we have to do something. So your fierce follow up for today, should you choose to accept is to take chef Ashley Shep's tips and decide what are two meals based on her tips that you know that you can cook in a pinch really quickly at home instead of reaching for the phone and ordering takeout. And please do go ahead and share it with all of us inside of the Fierce Friends support group. If you're not yet a part of that group, you can get in there by going over to conceitathomas.com slash become a fierce friend into your name and email address. You know, the one you check, that one. And <laughs> you'll be able to get into the group. It's a closed community over on Facebook. Also, if you've listened to us talk this long, that means this was helpful to you. Don't be stingy. Share it out on social media, or you can go ahead and just copy the URL for this episode and text it to that girlfriend who is always struggling with mealtime. And finally, whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you will be notified when the next episode goes live. That's all I have for you today, Fierce Friend. Until next time, stay fierce. 
You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at ConcedaThomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at ConceitaThomas.com slash audit. Hurry up, our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order. 